Hello and welcome to the SEO SAS podcast where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett and the ever so delightful, funny, charismatic, um, wonderful, dry sense of humor, uh, adventure seeker, forager, <laughs> Hannah Bryce, SEO manager, also at Holland and Barrett. Why are we called SEO SAS? Well, we are called SEO SAS because we are your special answering service when it comes to SEO. Quite frankly, me and Hannah love and are nerds on the subject of SEO. And we love nothing more than spending our spare time hosting a podcast where we can really get into good topics about SEO debates, see what's trending in the industry, talking about experiences, busting myths. And we also, um, yes, we some we also get guests on to talk about other areas of SEO. So the idea here is that together we can all get better at SEO. How are we doing, Hannah? Very good. Um, yeah, as, as usual, flabbergasted by your intro. I think, one, it gets longer every time. Um. <laughs> well, are you that surprised, really? <laughs> I feel like um, some of the uh, next episodes, you might, might as well just do like a, a collation of all of your introductions, because I think that would be quite good. But then that would just be the whole podcast, surely. Yeah, yeah. No, that definitely. would just be the 40 minutes. Yeah. I might, well, yeah, I think maybe you should just do it for me because it'd be really nice to listen to all of these positive adjectives. Oh, I see. A little bit of ego boost for you. Yeah. Maybe a birthday present, that kind of thing. <laughs> play it on can, I, myself. can I get some sympathy? Yes, because you're snuffly Sarah, aren't you? I promise. I know that like whenever someone's got a bit of a sniffles, it's like, it's not COVID. It's not the symptoms. I haven't got COVID sort of thing. Um, but yes, I, I've got my poorly voice on. <laughs> I think you're milking it a little bit now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just not getting the sympathy, <laughs> am I, really? Voice. My poorly voice. Oh, yeah. My voice is fine. It's lovely. You know, when the, you were at school and you were feeling a bit poorly and you wanted the day off and yes. you really milked it. And like, even if you had a, like a, a stomach ache or a stomach bug, you'd still put your poorly voice on. It's like, just because you've got a stomach bug doesn't mean that it's going to affect your voice, is it? Yeah. But you're still like, I'm so poorly. <laughs> yes, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we tell people what we're doing today? Yes, we are speaking to the wonderful Louise Parker, PR Director at Propellinet. Hello, Louise. Hi, thanks for the Good. intro as well. <laughs> it's just how we do things, it's, it's, uh, it's the way. I try not to giggle while I was listening to you chatting. <laughs> hey, giggles are very much welcome on this podcast. How are we doing? How is this Saturday? Well, it's quite bleak for me. I don't know if it's the same for you, but how is this Saturday morning treating you? Yes. Good. Um, I, I'm down in Brighton and looking out the window now, you know, there's some there's bits of blue skies, not bad. I've had nice coffee, get to speak to you guys. So yeah, going all right so far. Uh, aren't you a sweet talker? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I love Brighton. I'm very jealous that you get to live there. It's lovely. And at the moment, touch wood, we are not on, we're on like the lowest tier of, of lockdown related stuff. So we can 
still somewhat do fun things um but who knows by the time this comes out maybe all things will have changed but I was just gonna say a bit of a sore point because I'm Nottingham so I'm in the higher tier so you know not jealous of you guys at all you know swanning around in your medium can still mix (laughs) under households I'm not bitter not bitter at all no I'm joking very weird time at the moment (laughs) it is it really really is I was saying the other day that with the fact that we do discuss COVID related stuff, it kind of feels like we're making history a bit because in 10 years time, you can go back and listen to one of these episodes and you'll actually know what it was like. Yeah, it's a little time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's crazy like how people adapt so much. So like just going around and seeing people in like fa- in masks, masks and stuff like that, it's like, well, that's just normal now. And it's like, oh, it didn't take long for, you know, before it was very odd to see someone in a face mask. Yeah, do you know what I find, and me and Dom keep doing this, is when you watch a film or something and then you see people touching things and not washing their hands before they eat or being in large rooms and you're just like, ooh, Ooh. that's so weird. And you just go, mind. Yeah, I saw a clip of someone um, blowing out some candles on a birthday cake and I literally like (laughs) recoiled because it's like, (laughs) oh my God, like how is that a done thing? (laughs) That is grim. So weird. Anyway, sorry. Um, yes, I'll carry on. Um, I could t- I could hear Sarah then being like, "Come on." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just sitting back, relaxing here. But uh, yes, you, I believe you get to do the quick fire round. Yes, time. when you're quiet, I'm like, "Oh God, I'm blabbering." Um, when I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, quick fire round. So Louise, I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. All you've got to do is just say the first thing that comes into your mind. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Crisps or chocolate? Chocolate. If you saw a frog, would you want to avoid it or say hello? <laughs> avoid it. <laughs> if you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? Sri Lanka. What is your favourite takeaway? Pizza. If you were in the Olympics, what event would you do? Um, s- swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I have no that was a bad one <laughs> nothing watch spectate <laughs> I love that what is your favorite color blue and what's one thing you've been doing that you shouldn't have been whilst your camera is off on video calls <laughs> cutting my hair <laughs> <laughs> really yeah I've uh, I got some, got some over lockdown when you know can go to hairdressers so I got some like hair cutting scissors and I've got into a real bad habit of now just like cutting off my split ends, like just as a like little habit. And so, yeah, so I'm like, please don't have the video turned on because I'll just be like trimming the ends of my hair. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, your hair's going to be amazing though by the end because you're probably well, this is getting the thing. Yeah, I was hoping for the, the somewhat silver lining <laughs> that my hair yeah. will be nice at the end. Um, wonderful. So I, I, I think me... Hannah and our listeners definitely I love a quick fire because I think it's a snapshot and we really get to know you um so I mean I've got so uh, I want to know why you want to avoid frogs but you know um maybe <laughs> I, well, there's, there's been a time we be, we have like a kind of courtyard thing in our garden and it was horrible we were cleaning it out and in the in the corner of it like by a drain was a frog and I thought it was dead because I was like it can't possibly be alive it was huge and um yeah it, was, it turns out I, I also would have thought I would have been a say hello but it turns out I'm quite scared of frogs so, oh so I know from experience that I would be scared <laughs> <laughs> I mean, very justified yeah 
<laughs> yes, very justified, very justified indeed. Um, so Louise, can you tell us how, like, um, blah, 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 a brief overview of yourself and how you got into the wonderful world of SEO and digital marketing? Sure. Um, so I've been doing SEO for like roughly about six years now. So um, most of the time that's been at Propellernet, which is a search agency in Brighton. Um, but I did have um, a brief kind of one year off at iProspect in London as well, also doing digital PR related things. Um, but I um, I think it's, it's probably what everyone says about kind of SEO. It's like, oh, I kind of stumbled my way into it. Um, I had done some PR before at a kind of traditional PR agency when I came straight out of uni. Um, then I went into like a bunch of econ places um, in London, so like Dorothy Perkins and Marks and Spencers, and so because I just really like the internet, so that kind of suited <laughs> me. Um, and um, then I just wanted to move to Brighton, so I basically just applied for the best job I could find down in Brighton. Um, didn't really know what I was applying for. Um, I knew it was something to do with SEO, but didn't really know much about SEO. Just kind of knew it was something to do with like content, and that was about it. Um, and the internet um, <laughs> and yeah just ended up being there and then throughout the interview process suddenly realized when they were asking me to write press releases and how would I pitch to journalists that I'd kind of gotten myself into a PR related job again so Amazing. yeah and then I've been doing it ever since that like, sounds perfect for you though yes yeah it's kind of it's really worked out pretty well but um, <laughs> yeah I'd had no plans for it whatsoever I just wanted to work with cool brands like that was the only thing I thought about when I left uni um and then I do so it's kind of all worked out yay that's nice that's a lovely story lovely backstory (laughs) before we could get properly started you are famous among the SEO community for your TikToks and when I watch them I always watch them twice because I watch (laughs) see like the captions and then I'll watch them again to see your face (laughs) that's the best bit for me (laughs) where do you get the inspiration for them um so yeah they're, they're all kind of like um riffs off common experiences as either a PR person so some of them are applicable for PR in general some of them are applicable for digital PR and some of them maybe applicable for SEO but they they have well sorry are applicable for SEO but like for technical SEO or something like that but um, inspiration from them comes from six years of doing (laughs) the kind of job I guess and it's just kind of common things that you know you kind of I don't know sometimes have a moan about with your colleagues or laugh about with your colleagues about just scenarios that just seem to happen over and over again and the way TikTok works is you can kind of you often people find like a particular subject or niche and turns out I didn't have any hobbies (laughs) so mine was work so you can kind of just any kind of the trending sounds or the trending videos you can just do a kind of digital PR version or a kind of SEO version of it um and yeah it's been super fun um and I feel quite cathartic as well because it really some of the things are things that you uh, you know light touch get annoyed about um and it's quite nice to put them out there have other people be like oh yeah I have that too and isn't it a pain and oh, we can all it sounds laugh. Like I it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds very therapeutic yeah. um yeah so wonderful wonderful Thanks for watching I mean I didn't think that they would be go down as well as they they have so appreciate the views <laughs> honestly yeah <laughs> um okay so we uh, today we want to talk about agencies and debate the pros and cons 
of having agency support versus in-house and the other alternatives. So first question to you, can you tell us more about your background and whether you've worked in-house and agency and if so, what you preferably prefer personally? Um, so the major, like I have been in-house um, very briefly when I worked at those kind of econ places like the, um, yeah, like Dorothy Perkins and some other kind of like fashion places. Um, I, but I, I was so, I was fairly junior there and I wasn't there for that long. So I actually didn't have much experience of kind of like being in-house and then working with agencies and things like that. So I'd say the majority of my career has been at an agency. Therefore, that is my preference. Um, and obviously I've stuck around. So I haven't currently had any thoughts about moving in-house. Um, I really enjoy the variety that an agency working at an agency kind of brings because obviously some agencies do specialize in particular industries but um at Propellina it's quite um varied um so you do get to have like a wide a kind of breadth of experience whereas in in-house obviously you you are you are just focusing on your one your one brand yeah. so that I really like um and then also and, and I don't know kind of why but like for PR or digital PR or traditional PR, I think there's a bit of a, um, it's kind of as if the agencies are the ones that come in and do the creative, more riskier, like bigger projects, pieces of work. And I was thinking about this and I don't really know why, but so I enjoy that. Obviously it's really, really fun doing like really creative things and trying new things and being a bit more kind of, you know, being able to say, we have this new idea. We think it will be, you know and, and give some explanation of it and hopefully the client goes for it um so mm. that's really fun but um and I can only think that it's maybe because if you come from an agency you have the ability to kind of show more case studies whereas if you're a, an, an in-house place you could have an amazing idea but it, mm. it would just be like I've had this idea I think it will work and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you don't have the you don't have the ability to be like well I've worked with five other clients who've done similar things and then here's you know yeah. here's how they all went down and it was a great success and you should definitely do it um so yeah it was <laughs> that's why I like it but it doesn't seem fair really but um the kind of creativity side of things is is what suits me that makes uh, sense. it does look, make a lot of sense definitely definitely and I do and I do think um, work in agency as well um, you get to experience um, because I I went from agency to in-house and obviously I'm loving in-house because it's very different to agency but like you say like because the the benefits of agency is because it's so fast-paced and you get to work with lots of different clients from lots of different industries I do think it allows you to I don't know um yeah be more creative one thing I'll say is um with in-house I think if you've if you've stayed in the same place for a long time and that's where you basically learn everything. You definitely haven't learned everything because then you go mm. to somewhere else in house and there's a whole new like world of things that you have to learn and, and different ways that SEO will work for different different companies in the same way that it does agency because I've, I've done both as well. But yeah, I think in-house, as long as you're not kind of, I, I'm not saying like stay, you shouldn't stay in the same place for 10, 15 years. But you can't expect to keep learning at the same rate if you do yes yeah I think that's that's completely fair like I think um and you'll know more than me but I get the impression that agencies have a bit more kind of 
turnover of people or like more people joining and so you get the ability of having you, you know you yes you work on other clients but you get more people kind of coming in from different places who can share their you know yeah. knowledge and their experience mm. at other agencies or, or potentially in-house whereas um which I always find really really useful because it's like well everyone has a kind of different way of seeing things but also if they've been at, working at a different agency different agencies have different ways of working so you're bringing yeah. all that kind of knowledge and you can kind of basically take little bits from everyone and make your own specific you know bespoke one for your own agency but um yeah whereas I get the impression with in-house it, it's yeah like you said some people can stay in that kind of uh, same role or same department for you know 10 years I mean I yeah. said this I've been at Propelnet for six years <laughs> I've stuck around <laughs> for quite a long time but um yeah but like you say, you're getting exposed to different ways of working still. And and like like we say, all the different clients and industries and stuff. So I think, um, yeah, I think in terms of what you prefer, it makes sense that you would definitely prefer agency. But I feel like if you did go in-house, it sounds like you wouldn't be the kind of person to be like, oh, I'm just going to sit here with my foot feet like firmly under the table now and just kind of do the same thing day in, day out for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, it does t- um, totally depend on the person, I guess. Yeah. So in terms of, um, obviously, that's that's a good side of working in an agency. <laughs> What's been your worst experience? Um, good, good question. Um, I would, uh, do you know what? I haven't had any terrible horror stories. I would say that um, sometimes, you know, you can have long hours. And I think that is something that agencies are quite known for. Um, I must say, and I'm not just saying that because I'm here, but like Propellinet is very good with that, even when we're now like all working from home and stuff like that. But it, it can happen. But then there have been, I have been at other, like early on in my career, basically, like the, which was a traditional PR agency, the hours were insane. And mm. it was, it was just the done thing. I, I once went out <laughs> um but like for some drinks in London and then ke- remembered I left something in the office came back to the office and it was about 10 o'clock and there were people still in the office working and it was just yeah I was like that's not great um <laughs> and I think I think that has that, that was you know a good while ago now so I think that has changed in quite a lot of places that kind of mentality that it's like you're in an agency you've got to work you know to the bone um <laughs> that that's not great um and also I guess um losing clients is really bad I don't know can I swear on this I was gonna say yeah. gonna say I swear I'll, I'll refrain it's it's bad uh, <laughs> and it makes you it's kind of like having a horrible breakup where you try to you know work out why <laughs> what did, was it me yeah it probably was <laughs> um and yeah so that's that's a real shame and um and sometimes it's for the best sometimes you kind of reach your natural end of your mm. um, kind of working relationship and it's not like you know ending horribly but um yeah if a client isn't happy with stuff and and then they want to leave it kind of does end on a sad note which is not great it's not it's not a sort of positive thing so it kind of it's a bit of a dent in morale at an agency it's a bit sad mm. I do think though that that hurt losing clients is part and parcel though isn't it and like you say sometimes it's nothing like no one's done anything wrong um it's just the work that you were doing or the project or funds (laughs) do you know what I mean it just comes to an end but I do know what you mean because like depending how long you've been working um because every time that I've worked agency I'm always quite um I focus on like the relationship side of things mm. so obviously you build a good rapport and you like get like get to the stage where you can have good banter and it's like oh we won't be able to talk as much yeah. and stuff so 
Um, Do you know what? Awesome. On that point, that's really weird because um, <clears throat> I've got a couple of my closest friends are actually people that were um, either, well, yeah, were people who were agencies that I worked with. So I've <laughs> and literally I've followed them around as well. So if they moved agency, I moved agency. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was in house and I like, okay, yeah, we, we're going to move with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Like that's such a good sign of a great relationship. And it's, um, yeah, that's, that's the dream basically. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, if they, if they, well, same for us on, you know, if, if we have in-house people who move to another, um, company, um, if they want to then, you know, then call us up as soon as they've kind of, you know, been there for a couple of days, that's an amazing sign. And that's really positive, like, and a lovely thing that can happen for them. Ah, that's nice. Um, I'm going to get a bit controversial now, guys. Um, so yes. So my next question is, um, some people want to avoid or don't really like working with agencies. <clears throat> so I'm guessing what would be good here is just to sort of discuss that and um, get your opinion and. I think me and Hannah can chip in too but what do you think gives some agencies a bad rep and yeah um I I think that's probably well to be honest bad agencies give agencies a bad <laughs> rap like and there are always going to be bad eggs in in this kind of thing so like and that and it's it's bad it's kind of like um with with digital PR people like we always get associated we think we're going to sometimes PR people don't trust us to talk to journalists because they've heard horror stories of SEO people trying to like demand links off journalists and stuff like that and it's like those are that was just like some bad apples who yeah. don't do it like that and it's really hard to kind of like win that trust back just because they've heard some horror stories but like there are I'm sure I'm sure there are like you know agencies that aren't doing things great and I think there's some things also that it's just doesn't mean you're a bad agency but I can see why it would be annoying like things like um not really being able to talk to the person who's actually doing your your whole helping you do your work so like if you're the in-house person and you want to talk to the person who's put together your like technical order or whatever and but the th you have to get filtered through an account manager and that's just a pain and you know it's kind of you just want to talk to the person who's doing the actual work like in my mind that would be a lot more conduct you know what efficient I'm saying. efficient um so like we so yeah and we I don't we don't do that at my agency and it's it's great and I think that really helps with what you were saying about just actually having a good rapport with the with yeah. your client as well so you actually you yeah know, speaking face to face you actually get to start a relationship with them I do also think that sometimes and this must have happened and I'm sure it does happen is there's an assumption that maybe agencies are trying to get as much cash from you as they possibly can so like mm. they'll suggest things you know not for not because it's for the good of your your business but because they just want to make more money and I always find that quite hard because like like I have I have no reason me personally I have no reason for suggesting a client to spend more money it's not like I get any kickback or anything like that like anything that I suggest is purely coming for, because I think it's it's a good thing for the client to do um so I do think I when when it's kind of seen with an air of suspicion, I'm like, oh God, you must have got burnt before because like, yeah, and, and I can and that would be awful because you're not trusting that your your agency are giving you good advice. You're you're thinking mm. that you're basically being fobbed off and kind of fleeced by them to get more cash. That's 
that's a really tricky tricky thing there isn't it because at the end of the day um like as you are working on a project or you're working on a campaign you will see other opportunities and other avenues that um or like other ideas but um from the perspective of the agency they can't do free work can they yeah <laughs> so and, and it's you... a really tricky balance isn't it yeah and I mean I, I can only speak from my experiences but like you do end up doing free work because you want to to do a good job like oh um, so I'm, I'm not saying we're like saints and we're like you know doing but like for, for me and I'll get in trouble for this from um like um, people <laughs> that. but like when I'm doing like a pitching in a story and like to journalists and like I'm like oh I think I we could actually get some more coverage and links from this but you know maybe technically we've we don't have you know we've run out you know run out of the hours or whatever that we have allotted to it I'll definitely still still do a bit more work so I'm like I want you guys to get these good results like yeah um but yeah it's a bit funny I think also like if um I guess if you kind of mark out what you uh, sorry I keep on saying you and I realize I'm from an agency and you guys are in-house but um if if you know what you're aiming for with your relationship so you have goals and things like that then it's kind of like you have a bit more accountability so you know I could suggest doing 12 campaigns but I kind of I will need to show that that is it is going to help the end goal not just because I fancy doing 12 campaigns or I want to charge a client more it's there is a rationale behind it and giving that kind of aspect of it I think is a bit more helpful I don't know know what you guys think (laughs) I think and just going off on a tangent slightly but I've been thinking this the whole time you've been talking um is where and again, with agencies giving other agencies a bad rep is potentially where they talk to the person in house like they don't know, and it's kind of mm. like, oh, you 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 need an agency, because uh, therefore you must not know how to do mm. this or you must not understand this. But actually, it could just be that they don't have the time to do it, and therefore they need to outsource some of the work. And I think that. Uh, yeah, whilst like I say, whilst you've been talking, I'm like, this is literally, I think, why in some in a lot of cases, because it feels like they're trying to charge you for more money sometimes when actually you're like, well, why? Because I know that'll take 10 minutes or I know that, <laughs> that we don't really need that. Do you know what I mean? That kind yeah, of. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, that yeah, I completely agree, basically. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to go really sort of nitty gritty now and run through um some really sort of cardinal sins I guess of the agency to client relationships and we want you to score them out of 10 on how bad you think they are okay. um, so <laughs> literally gonna go it's hopefully this is going to go out on Halloween because they are like little horror stories aren't they Sarah <laughs> relevancy bringing it bringing it in the theme yes absolutely do you want to kick us off with the first one Okay, yes. Um, Okay, regularly delivering work late and not apologising when it is finally delivered. (laughs) I mean, that's 10. That's rude. That's (laughs) That's so rude. The the fact that it's regular as well and then not apologising. Yeah, that's that's 10. That's that's terrible. Yeah, (laughs) because don't get me wrong, things can um, slow down a project or there's obstacles that get in the way. But I think that's where transparency and just saying sorry, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't, 
just treat the other person like a human being like yeah. it's just what would you say if you were like running you know 15 minutes late to meet up with your friend or like you were 15 minutes when you just say I'm really sorry about that yeah you know and then give an explanation or whatever and then I had know. to I had to avoid this frog that was on the street so I had <laughs> yeah, to take him <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah, with um a really easy one because I've literally just said it um so yeah I guess undermining a client's expertise or knowledge especially in front of others it's also really rude <laughs> I mean um so it's 10 because that's really personal as well like that's just oh that would be horrible um yeah I mean it's also a 10 <laughs> 10 I think like sometimes some uh, and this is not de- this is not defending doing that at all but like I guess sometimes you just don't know what someone's knowledge is so but then yeah. I think it's always better to to kind of say up front, I'm really sorry if you know all this. Like, yeah, this, you yeah. know, put, stop me if this is, you know, at, at the point where you're like, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. And that's just, again, yeah, like just being, having a bit more communication around it. Just, I think you should, I think everyone should do that. I think, I mean, I do it in house. If I'm starting a presentation or something, I'm like, right, sorry if you already know this, but I'm just going to go through what links actually are. Do you know what I mean? Just because yeah, it's yeah. everyone who doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, <clears throat> how do you feel about this one? Not providing updates on late work and when chased, not apologise for it being late. Um, well, it's kind of similar to the first one. So I'd also yeah. say a 10. Like, I, I don't know, like, I guess, I think you were kind of alluding to it, but like being, having something that is late, obviously, if you consistently do that, that's really annoying and it's just, not, you're just not reliable. But but something being late that happens but it's the it's the not apologizing or the not giving forewarning or whatever like that's just a bit yeah you don't feel very appreciated I guess as a client if that keeps happening yeah yeah it's just it's just bad human etiquette well, isn't exactly. it I think that's what we're getting at and if, <laughs> and yeah and if you like um if you imagine that your your client was your team member like you wouldn't you wouldn't do that to, or you shouldn't do that to your team member maybe you do but um it, that's yeah so kind of yeah why would you do that to a client cool um I'm just wary of time so I'm going to f- actually flick through and do a few less uh oh, okay we can make this the last one okay um how about charging for maybe something technical um but then asking the client to do most of the work yeah <laughs> <laughs> how that would even work um um yeah I mean there's also 10 because yeah what like I understand that there's some things that need you know need help in-house do you know what I mean like you to, to get something through or to but just to let to leave you to do it all it's terrible yeah is this coming from experience like are these real life yeah we've done some research yeah oh sorry <laughs> I think yeah I think I think where that was just thinking of a use user case scenario, I suppose that's where they've done some technical work, but um, it's not thorough or mm. you still end up having to do a bit more investigation or you end up taking that, but they've tried to find a, a quick way of doing it. Do you know what I mean? And then mm. you've still ended up doing some work yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's not helpful. <laughs> No, I agree with you. That's annoying. Okay, so this might this question might be quite therapeutic for you. Uh, so flipping this all on its head, um, what makes what what are the most uh, blah, 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 words 
It's, uh, I've only had one coffee this morning. Um, what are the worst type of clients? <coughs> oh. Sorry, my voice went. Luckily, I haven't had many like horror stories at all. Like, um, and that's just genuine. Like, yeah, the, the people. Yeah, it's just a quick thing out there. Any clients listening from Ravenna, I You're great. Like, you're yeah. lovely. <laughs> um, but like, I think in general. Um, I think you were kind of saying about when an agency person maybe undermines. I think on the flip side, the other side of it can be sometimes you might get someone who who thinks that because they've hired an agency, they can kind of like boss them around quite a bit and like throw your weight around a little bit. Like as and it's it's where it, it's when it's where we always talk about having like more of a partnership with and it's you know an agency is the extension of your team and all that kind of stuff. Whereas hmm. Sometimes if you just, if a, if a client does see you just as a supplier, it, just as someone who just does the stuff and, and it, it can feel just a bit, it just doesn't feel great and it doesn't feel collaborative and it just, that's not fab. Um, I think you've got to be appreciated on both sides, haven't you? You've got yeah. it and that's how a good relationship works to be like, oh, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. Or thanks for getting back to me so quickly internally. Do you know what I mean? And just Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um also, um, again, on the, the cash side of things, um, and I totally get it, people have budgets and or they might have their budgets cut or whatever. Like there are, you know, I do understand, but there are, I've had, this hasn't happened to me, but um, it happened to a friend of mine was saying that they were in an idea session. This is for um, kind of digital PR ideas. Um, and the client didn't want to pay for the whole idea session. Uh, they said, could we just pay for the time that you literally came up with the idea. So if you've got the ideas, <laughs> got the idea session booked for an hour and a half or whatever, but they were like, well, obviously when you came up with the idea that you pitched us, that probably only took what, like, you know, five minutes. Like, so like we want to pay for oh that my days. five that is, minutes. <laughs> that is total undermining, isn't it? Yeah. Not like appreciating flipping out. So it's kind of like, uh, that's quite hard. <laughs> that would that's an I mean that that doesn't happen often. Well, that's just but I heard that the other day. I was like, whoa, that is that's like that's like I don't know, this might be a weird comparison, but say um I don't know, you ordered ah uh, um say you paid for a painting. Yeah. Yeah. Um this is gonna be a weird one and Hannah's probably a better like comparable, <laughs> but that's saying like um, oh, I'm only going to pay for um, the like idea of like the idea you came up with or like the raw painting. I'm not going to pay for like you touching it up or putting yeah. it in a frame or I don't know. Is that a weird comparison? No, we get it. I think we get it. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Like it's just um, yeah, it was a, f- a f- crazy story. I was like, Ugh. but like I mean that's the worst level. That's the worst side of it. But like you know, and it is the kind of yeah. A real penny pincher would be tough to work with. And then I think the other one is, and I think you guys probably understand this because you might have this in a wider sense, like within in-house, but like expecting immediate results. And I think that sometimes comes from not knowing SEO as much. So maybe being more of a broad kind of digital marketing person who maybe has much more experience in paid search where that immediate return and kind of you're much more able to be able to forecast and all this kind of stuff and really see like it's just two different very two different different Mm, disciplines yeah and I think especially when it comes with like to links and things like that it's like or when's it gonna when's it gonna when we're gonna see results and how much exactly are those results gonna be and that's quite tricky 
So would you say it's helpful if a client does know a bit about SEO or a lot about SEO? Uh, yes. Yeah. Cause like you get to like, you get to geek out with them. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, like most of the time it's yeah. Cause you, you get excited about stuff. You don't, you know, you don't have to explain the kind of basics. You don't have to explain why this thing is good. You don't have to explain why getting like a link on, you know, an amazing high DA site and it's a followed link, why that's exciting. They already yeah. know. So yeah. it's like, that's really nice. Mm. I, I remember working somewhere where we got, I think, a university link. And that was when university links were really, really good. Um, so this is about right. five years ago. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. And everybody <laughs> around me was like, what the hell? Like, why are you getting <laughs> Um. This, oh my gosh, time is flying, Han. I reckon we've got time for one more question each. Okay. Um, would you agree? Yeah, go for it. So we saw Propellinet recently won work with Gymshark, obviously where Hannah used to work, um, over lots of other agencies. So massive congratulations there. Um, what do you think gave your team the edge? Like, why, why you? <laughs> my propeller net um yes very much propeller net not me my my role to play with it was was very small um it was predominantly a kind of tech um pitch so big shout out to the tech guys at propeller net they they did all the great stuff um but i would say do you know what i'm um, so i think this is applicable probably to lots of different pitches as well but i think probably it was just it's often just down to like how the people get on because they, you know, so I think there are so many agencies who do really good work, great work, probably as good as us. Like, I'm, we're not, I'm, ne- I'm not going to say, like, we are the absolute, like, pinnacle of SEO. Like, I'm sure there's lots of people who could um, compete with us in terms of quality of work and all this kind of stuff. There's lots of smart people out there in the industry. But so when it comes down to actually who do you pick, I think sometimes it's kind of like going on a date. Like, you, mm. you just, who do you clip with? Who do you think that you're going to be able to, like, work with have on your team like at that point it's I think it's maybe down to the personalities more and I think on on what we do often get told about kind of feedback about um us and in pitches and working with us is that um like we are quite uh honest and and like uh, like humble about stuff I guess like so for example like actually in that pitch like there was a question that came up um and they were like oh so I, I, I assume you have experience in xyz and actually um a guy from the, the head of SEO was like um actually no we don't have experience in that we mm. do you know we've done this we've done that but that specifically thing like we actually don't and then the person in the pitch was like oh like do you know what? Like there might have been other agencies who would have just blagged that and said that they did. Um, mm. And I think that's quite nice to like just be honest and just because it's only going to get you in trouble further down the line. So, um, yeah, I, I think like that's like a nice trait that we we have. Um, but I'm sure lots of other people have that as well. It's just like being mm. a decent human being, really, and just being like just honest and nice. And I think that maybe kind of helps in terms of clicking I think there'll be other um you know we we could have met with other teams or the team could have been made up of different types of people and maybe Mm. we would have won it because we wouldn't have won it sorry because they just didn't think that they would click as well with us as maybe another agency so I think the uh the main message from this episode is basically about relationships isn't it and just I think so yeah (laughs) yeah for sure I think it's like and also, like, why wouldn't you want to have good relationships? You, you're talking to these people, these people, that sounds really rude. You're talking to people in-house. 
um you're talking to um your clients all the time like that's a majority like a lot of your time is spent like with them working for mm. them with them and so why wouldn't you want to have a nice relationship with them because otherwise your working life's going to be a bit not fun <laughs> For me, like that is a key message, but also what's coming through here is like respect as well, just ha- having respect for each other. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, both from the client side and the um agency side, just having a bit of respect for each other's work, what they know, and and sort of like working together, um, rather than I don't know, trying to get one up, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah definitely. Like it's just much much nicer to think of them each both of you as extensions of your team and just you're all going after the same goal. Just because you don't work at that company doesn't mean that you're not excited when that company does really well, like in terms of their results and all that kind of stuff. So, like, if you have that in mind. Okay, last question from me. Would you like to ask us a question? Um, I (laughs) I was wondering. I guess the those um scenarios <laughs> that you played out like how did you guys deal with them so like you know if people are late and they're rude or they are like do you say anything or do you just think we're just going to bin off that agency when their when their contract comes around like so they're not all from us they're from sorry like, yes we've spoken to but I think um so I think the one that you'd probably guess that I've dealt with before is where you've um you've been made to potentially feel like you don't know anything. And I think you just need to have like a, a friendly, honest conversation and just sort of say, um, by the way, just to give you a bit of background on me, like I've been doing SEO for 10 years and yeah. do you know what I mean? And whilst I'm not maybe um, a complete expert in X, I, I do fully understand it. So, um, or another one as well. Um, so I we had, um, this is a while ago, not, not at Holland and Barrett, but we had um, a link building agency speak to us and they they were on a call with quite a lot of people and they just treated everybody like they didn't know anything about links and they were talking about like DA and really basic stuff and it was like everyone knows this and you could you can just see mm-hmm. them all like switching off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, you just have to have the same sort of conversation and just sort of say like, um, ideally you have that conversation beforehand where they'd say like what level is your understanding or what level uh, is your team's understanding and it's kind of like that no one's going to be offended by that no one's going to be offended to be like by the way just so that we're not telling you things that you already know or Mm. like you don't know things yeah can I ask you like what is your level of understanding regards to x and then it's just gets that awkwardness out of the way and again stops wasting your time and having them roll their eyes and switch off (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) no that's fair Mm. see I um ah, see I've majority of my career um I've been agency um so and I've only been in-house for it's two months is it two months now or a month um I don't know like almost two months middle almost two months almost two months um so 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 yeah um like like Hannah said it was more sort of like research from um like the sort of industry and stuff um but yeah I don't know I just I think uh, um I don't know where I'm going with my thoughts here <laughs> that's all right um I had another but, question if you want me to ask another question go on then ask us another question <laughs> well, I was going to ask um when it comes to picking agencies so say you've got like you know that you need an agency for xyz where do you go to pick one? Oh, can pick I a roster list well? longest 
Sorry. I think Hannah's rushed to answer this one. Yes, go. I'd love to answer this question. Do you know what? Because um, it's SEO, Google, because if they can't rank for whatever you're trying to find them for, do they deserve to do work for you? Not in a horrible way, but do you know what I mean? Like if you can't rank for the service that actually you're an expert in, then I I should be able to find you at the top of Google realistically. Do you know what I mean? So partly partly experience and partly existing relationships, but I also love just seeing, okay, who actually got a good representation of what I need on their website and does it actually rank? Yes, I think proof proof in the pudding there, isn't it? Yeah. How about you, Sarah? Sorry, I kind of couldn't couldn't wait to answer that one. <laughs> Um, so for me, it's all about um, relationships. So I um, would much rather, um, and I think that's that's one of the real real good things about doing this podcast is that we've got to meet so many different people from that agency side. I just chucked my pen across the room. I do <laughs> apologize. Um, yeah, so agency side, in-house, freelance sort of thing. Um, and so for me, it's about sort of um, what I know of. So I'd always go with who, like, yeah, um, either who I've had, like, conversations with, who I've seen do awesome stuff, who other people are saying amazing things about. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think for me it's just, yeah, seeing, look, yeah, I think who, who I've sort of met or spoke to or who's in that sort of, bubble I suppose I'm talking about um so that's how I would tackle it I suppose yeah it's interesting because yeah I never I guess sometimes you ask that oh how did you hear about us and things like that but um yeah it's interesting to know the thought process that goes behind the initial hey we have a RFP yeah well when when I was when I worked agency at the last uh, last place most of our work came from like word of mouth and referrals yeah and that's so, such a good sign like yeah, yeah like if you're doing a good job and your clients are shouting about you um then yeah so and I suppose I'd always ask the question as well like because the, the community on Twitter and the community on LinkedIn and stuff like that if you've got a question or you want advice or you want it to be pointed in the direction of some agencies to talk to you can always go there as well mm, can't you yeah Awesome. Okay. So, um, are we ta- are we ready for a feature? Yes. Also, I want to retract what I said earlier about feeling like you were milking it for your voice because I have heard you struggling a bit and I apologise. I you <laughs> now. It's sexy though, yeah? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so sexy. Thank you. What I'm going for. Um, right. So this yes, so as we've sort of said earlier in this podcast, um, this will be going out on Halloween or around Halloween, somewhere around there. So this week's feature is Halloween related. Yay. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I like your enthusiasm there. <laughs> it's good to butter up the quiz master. <laughs> yeah, please be kind. So um, basically, this is a categories um, game and there's four rounds so basically um it's back and forth between Hannah and Louise um and if someone um like takes too long to answer or chips over or really can't think of it they lose that round sort of thing okay. um so I've got different 
categories that I want you to go back and forth ping ponging um does am I making any sense so is it like you, you have a like fruit and then you've got to say like different fruits like yeah so you say you can't think of one yeah, say it was fruit. <laughs> you might start with banana, then Hannah says apple. Blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. when someone like can't think or like stumbles or waits too long, I'll be the adjudicator. <laughs> okay. um, so are we these, just... by the way? You do this all the time to me when it's your turn to plan a, plan one of these. Well, why don't you do it back to me? So <laughs> much pressure. It's no, I'm my my heart felt my heart has gone up a little bit. <laughs> a bit on it's really easy ones. Okay. <laughs> Right, <clears throat> so let's get that. Louise, let's, you go first okay. for this n- number one round. Okay, so the category is things that scare you. Okay. <laughs> okay? Yep. Ready, go. Frog. I knew you were going to say that. Quick fire, come on. They have to be real, by the way, just, just as a disclaimer. Oh, my gosh. Well, anything, I that's, anything that scares you. I haven't got that many things. Not, not all scares not, you in gen not you but like things oh, that are okay. scary okay great thank you okay so Sorry. quick fire yeah yes okay ghosts tigers um cold mornings zombies running out of coffee <laughs> um Oh my god, this is uh, oh my sorry, god. too long. <laughs> too long. I'm putting my foot there. Yeah, down there. Well, I probably would be scared of a tiger actually, but anyway, carry on. <laughs> Tigers are scary. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's one point to Hannah. Okay. Um Okay, next um next category is um villains from films. So a oh little god. bit scary. Oh god. Louise, you're gonna win this. I'm awful. I don't know film. if I will. Oh my god, my mind's gone absolutely blank. Um, okay. So this time, Hannah go first. See, I'm even struggling to think of one. Um uh... Okay, we'll forget this one. <laughs> Thank God. Sorry. We'll forget this one. Right. Next one. Um Halloween party activities. Okay. So this could be, there we go. Apple bobbing. Eating sweets. Uh, Going through a haunted mansion. (laughs) You know, like when you're done the decorating. Yeah. um, Being around a campfire. Knocking on people's doors. Scaring people. I'm done. Uh... (laughs) Some of mine were not quite. (laughs) They were stretches. Okay, so um, you've both won one category round each. So this is the last one. (laughs) And um, let's go, because you're the guest, Louise, you can go first on the last round. Um, So last round is Halloween treats. Marshmallows. Sweets. M&M's. Muffins. Um, toffee apples um, yeah I don't I think that's about don't you just eat sweets on Halloween isn't that the whole thing <laughs> well here you could have said like a ghost themed cupcake you could have said oh my ghost word. it's like keyword research here you don't make me semantic <laughs> <laughs> it could have been anything that you would class as a Halloween treat um, but I'm yes. happy in my defeat <laughs> 
Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, that was a funny, funny, funny feature. Maybe I'll stop doing categories. Maybe it puts people too much on the spot. Oh, no. (laughs) I was, um, (laughs) I think I don't know much about Halloween. Oh, well, (laughs) yes. I mean, I was I was trying to think of things that were like easier to do. Um, I mean, they probably were so. quite easy, but <laughs> but I, I do it like villain characters. Um, I was, I, I was going to go yeah. down Disney villains. That was in my oh. head, so I was like, that's the only ones I can then think of. But I mean, I'm sure I wasn't going to go very far with it. But <laughs> I mean, Mufasa, yeah, Cruella Deville. <laughs> Just play the game again. <laughs> Mufasa was um, a good guy, wasn't he? Anyway, sorry. Who? Who? Oh, Mufasa. Oh, yeah. so, um, who? Scar. Scar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm on about, do I? Um, right. So that brings us brings us to the end of this week's SEO SES podcast. Thank you very much for joining us, Louise. Thank you for having me. It was very fun. Good. 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 Um, so if people want to watch your tiktoks or <laughs> or yes where where are you where can people find you what you're up to things that you're sharing um so um on twitter my like twitter handle is louise v parker um and i put like my tiktoks on there as well but you can also see you know i'll chat about digital pr related things um <laughs> and then my tiktok if you have tiktok it is louise underscore digital pr um where yeah where you'll just find the videos if you just really want to just watch the videos and that's it and not hear anything else from me <laughs> <laughs> well we know that hannah's a very uh, big fan of you tiktoks so you know oh, so getting your views up cheers getting your views up there. i appreciate it <laughs> um hannah how can people find seo SES? Uh, multiple ways so you can email us hello at seoseaspodcast.com also on twitter seo underscore sas or they can find you personally sarah mcduk or sarah mcduk as i like to say <laughs> and i am seo SES hannah but you're probably the better one to follow because i'm still learning twitter <laughs> <laughs> you did your first twitter chat i know and i forgot to ta- use the hashtag it was great <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the only thing left for me to say is if you do enjoy the SEO SAS podcast, then um, please do subscribe to us because one, that helps us and the algorithms and two, you get notifications when new episodes come live. So that's all exciting for you. And reviews, reviews is nice for us to read, isn't it, Hannah? It's yes. nice to yeah. know that what we're doing is resonating and people are enjoying our pods. I just said pods, and I don't think I'm ever going to say that again because I do not think I can pull that off. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, right, so I think the only thing left for us to do is all say goodbye. Thank you again, Louise. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Until next time. <laughs>